Due to injuries and ineffectiveness, Bruce Cassidy continues to jumble lines. And one such area of concern that stood out to our very own Chris Golick is an area that is the left winger position. We'll talk about that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast. And please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is Locked On Golden Knights. We are brought to you today by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. Use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Chris, as we said there in the open one area, perhaps, of weakness for the VGK, the left winger position. How many players have started at left wing precisely um, this season? We've had five so far, I believe. Barbashev, Cotter, um, Dorofia, when there's been injuries, Will Carrier, and Brett Howden, I don't believe I've said yet. Yeah, that is on the second line, of course, and... Uh, we recall William Carrier, right, uh, scoring a couple of goals in the recent loss uh, to Carolina, now has seven points, five goals, appear goals uh, again, uh, that ended in Carolina, a 20-game goalless streak, if you will. Um, he missed three games at Florida, Anaheim, and L.A. before playing in Monday's outdoor game, and he was the latest addition, right, to that second line at the left wing position. Yeah, that was a head-scratcher. I mean, there's a couple head-scratchers about that game, but that was the head-scratcher before the puck dropped. Um, Carrier had missed a few games, like you said, and then, okay, we're going to put you up on the second line go get him. Like, okay, hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. Um, so that was one that was hard to wrap my head around. Carrier last season, to be fair, was on pace for a number of um, points that I guess would have made it – a little more appetizing had he had a more regular second line role. I mean, he was on pace for 23, 22 goals last season and probably 35 to 40 points, which I mean, still those aren't even great numbers, but definitely better than the 12 goal pace that he's on this year. Had he played all 82 games. So yeah, I mean, it's something that's been on my mind for a minute now, but you hope that there's enough, scoring coming from other places in the lineup. I mean, no lineup's going to be perfect, right? No one's going to have four lines where you're never going to say, okay, there's an issue here, you know, or there's no issues here. Last year, obviously, the third line, which we anticipated coming out of camp, was going to be an issue. And I think that was a hope for where Phil Kessel was going to have a little more points than what he did. And obviously, that didn't necessarily work out as best as anyone would have wanted. So, here we are again. It's not that the Golden Knights necessarily have a line three problem as much as they have a line two left wing concern. Yeah, it is a concern there. And with Carrier moving up to the second line, Brett Howden, right, was uh, at the left wing position on line four. Which is fine. Right? <laughs> which yeah. is which is which is fine. I mean, Howden, like Howden, 
Cotter, Carrier. Not, none of those players, in my estimation, is a traditional second-line left winger. Carrier and Howden, I mean, Howden has a little more skill, of course, but for lack of a better term, they're kind of the same player. They are both hit. They are, they're both physical. They're both going to score some points every now and then. Um, they're not bad players by any means, just not necessarily your typical second-line left wing. Paul Cotter has the best potential to morph himself into that role but five goals 10 assists i believe is his stat line right now on the season yeah five and ten uh limited or no time on the power play uh same can be said about his penalty kill limited or no time on the penalty kill that's a skilled position not that cotter's not a skilled player but cotter in a third line or even a fourth line role is a much better spot for him so this leaves one player we haven't mentioned yet Pavel Dorofiev. Yeah, you're guy. 18, 18 points or 18 mm-hmm. games only. 18 games, yeah. Three goals, five assists. So eight points. Definitely had some chemistry, if you will, when he was with William Carlson in that line for, for a minute. So basically, if you're looking at his adjusted goals right now, 18 games played, three goals scored, 18-36-54 times five and change, on pace for, what, 15 to 18 goals. But... That's also, he's been all, you know, through all the lines and stuff like that, through the second and third line. If Dorofiev was consistently out there in a second line left wing role, I think 18 to 21 goals is probably a reasonable floor with the potential for him to even go up from there. But Cassidy is is going with, you know, bigger and physicality and, you know, in his opinion, possibly more responsible players in that role. We'll see if that changes or not. Well, Dorothea, I think, needs more reps. You get the same feeling? I think he's capped out at the AHL. I don't think if he was to, I mean, there's no, I don't think he even has a path to the AHL because if they put him on waivers, obviously someone would, would pick him up in a heartbeat. But let's just pretend for a second he went down to the AHL and, you know, put up 65 points in 56 games or however many points they play. What is that really going to do for him at this point? And looking at Howden's output in particular, why not Dorofiev taking more game time from Howden? Not saying Howden's a bad player by any means, but Dorofiev up there in that second line left wing role on a daily basis would help whatever line he was on. That would have been uh, the Stevenson line a lot, but a lot of times on the depth charts that they pass out at T Mobile Arena, you're seeing. The, the Stevenson line or the Carlson line kind of going up and back between which line is the second and third line right now. So however you want to look at that, but I'm with you. I think long story longer, Dorofiev needs more reps and the team needs to see what his potential really is at the NHL level. They know what he is. They know who he is at the HL level. They do. Did they send uh did you see the other day, uh, VGK, uh, recalled Dyson Mayo. I, I, you must be on Cap Friendly as well. I have Cap Friendly open. No, I was going to make I a know. note I just about had that. A, I had a note on my phone about it the other day, and I was just curious what that was all about. Uh, extra defensemen because the Golden Knights only had six defensemen in Seattle, if I had to guess. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm I just sure saw he's, that. He's a, yeah, he's a defenseman. Yeah, that had to be. In case of emergency break glass, I'd, I'd have to assume that's what the story was there. 
Okay, that's pretty interesting. And also, you know, defensively now, Alec Martinez still on that third line defensive pairing, right? Um, I think he was shuffled throughout the game a little bit, but yes, that's where he started the game. Yeah. How much longer, too, will Caden Korzak be out? He Uh, was in a boot last time we saw him downstairs. So, I mean, that's not a good sign, unfortunately. I want to look at Martinez. I want to look at his game logs right now. Sorry, I'm all twisted up here. Yeah, even though we're on left wingers, here's where here we go. Let's put let's put Martinez on the left wing. I like. I think that'd be great. Um, I mean, he's got a good shot. He's got a good shot, Martinez. All (laughs) right, let's see. uh, I want to see what his minus numbers look like on his uh, on his game logs right now. It's probably not going to be good. All right, Seattle, he was even. Kings, he was even. Minus two, Anaheim, plus one against Florida. That's a bad game. That's actually not a bad thing there. And then minus one, minus one. Minus, so, I mean, his plus minus actually isn't terrible. Uh, we talked about uh, Petrangelo, and seven of the last ten games, he's been on the minus side of things. So, Well, he's playing so well. He's playing so well. He's chewing up minutes. I mean, you got to give anyone credit who's able to be out there for 25 minutes a game, but at some point, we talked, this is probably he's the time last well year. Defensively, we, he's not playing well in front of the net. We probably had a segment about, about this time last year about Petrangelo's minutes and will it come back to bite him and stuff like that and I mean what's Cassidy gonna do I mean I think there's Brayden Pahal is a distant distant ninth defenseman on the team meaning Korzak Korzak has definitely passed him on the depth charts so now you're gonna see even less minutes and who's gonna get those minutes because Theodore is not there Alec Martinez you know isn't getting the bulk of the minutes so you're having Petrangelo normally a I don't know a 22 minute a game player becoming a 26 minute a game player that's that's a lot that's a lot Mm -hmm. coming up next Ben Hutton signed a contract extension over the break and we've yet to talk about that and perhaps an impact that it might make on VGK free agents we get into that when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights Right now, you can score and during this NFL season with America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better way to get into the game than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, and they pay out right after the games. And, of course, you can bet on the point spreads, on player props, on totals, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. I was going to say this Tuesday edition, but it's Wednesday already. We missed a day in there, right? These short weeks. Okay, we've had enough of that already. Uh, don't forget, on Fridays, it's WTF with the Friday. On Saturdays, the Chris and Chris Show takes over the airwaves. And that's on the YouTube channel. It's an exclusive there. So please subscribe today. Do you like that? I do like okay. that. I like that. It's fun. Okay. So uh, during the uh, the Christmas break, you were away and I was eating candy canes. Um, we saw that Ben Hutton signed a two-year contract extension worth $975,000 AAV, $1.95 million total. Even though the NHL salary cap increases 
by $4.2 million to $87.7 million uh, this upcoming year. Does Hutton's signing take any money away, Chris, from we had texted each other about this from any of the VGK free agents? And that list could include Marcia So, Stevenson, Carrier, who we talked about. Um, again, these will become uh, Carrier is an unrestricted free agent. Are we going to hear you and defending your guy, Kelly McCrimmon? Will he be saying once again and talking, we're going to keep this band together, like the band, like the band? I, I still segue there. Okay. But what happens now? Is there some sort of a ripple effect with signings, or does this take away from any of the free agents? It's only a million dollars. I mean, nine, seven, five millions to, for conversation purposes which is the exact same what his contract has been. So theoretically, in the grand scheme of things, Hutton's contract is worth less next season than what it's worth now. So I don't know. I mean, I've seen some reports suggesting that Hutton's contract signing means there is certain to be a ripple effect, as you stated. And I'm not sure that's necessarily going to be the case. I mean, the Golden Knights need nine defensemen. Now, Korzak has the two-way eligibility, whereas next year he might not have that two-way eligibility. So that might certainly play in, in my opinion, even more than the extension will. Alec Martinez, that's obviously where we're going to put our attention first and foremost. Martinez, should he decide to continue to be an NHL player, I don't think his next AAV is going to be $5.25 million. At least it's not going to be in Seller, Nevada. No disrespect to him, but be 36, 37 years old and a thousand more block shots on his resume. And, you know, we're seeing it this season as far as the number of games he's able to play based on just a long and grueling and warrior type of career. It's catching up with them. It took this long. I don't know how it took this long, but it's taken this long. Does that mean that, I mean, Pahal will be around. Obviously, his contract is too inexpensive. McNabb, 2.8 is a bargain. Uh, Nick Haig, 2.2 is good money. Dorofiev, right, is a free agent, I think. Well, Dorofiev, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm starting with the defenseman right now first, oh, okay. just looking at what happens. Um, no, looking at the looking at the free, Dorofiev's RFA, so he's not going anywhere next season. Um, um, the players who are in line for a raise, I think, is what we what will target first. Amadio is making seven sixty two, which I think is even below the angel minimum. All that happened, but um, <laughs> Amadio, awful. he's definitely going to have his first seven figure yearly a one of us is first, but he's definitely going to have over a million dollar deal. There's not a doubt in my mind about that on a on a single year basis. We'll carry a one point four right now. What is what is he worth? I mean, with his injuries and his goals, like I mean, obviously Carrier's agent's going to be banging the drum for the version of Carrier that was on pace for 23 goals last season, but anyone signing him is going to say uh, he plays 50 games a season. So that's going to be what the did argument. He have, like six, did he have 16 goals last year? Didn't he uh, have a career third, high? He had last season 16 goals, 9 16, assists, 25 yeah. points, but 56 games. Yeah. You adjust that to an 82-game season, which he's right. never played 82 games, but just if you do, that's that he's, he paced for 22, 23, maybe even 25 goals. I don't know. He... He was playing remarkable and a lot of game winners too, from what I recall. Yeah, so that's going to be the sure. argument that happens between the general manager and obviously um, his agents. Marcus, the general so, manager, the general manager. 
<laughs> McCrimmon <laughs> or whoever, whatever. You're I was not necessarily saying our you're general manager. You're your bestie. My bestie, yes. So working uphill here, we'll stop the talk discussion of Chandler Stevenson and Jonathan March. So does Ben Hutton getting a million dollars of the $86 million payroll have an effect on what's going to happen with one or both 7, of them? 87.7. Nice? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I was just, I was close. No, that's I, 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 did, I didn't want to go over. Price is right. Good, good. Your cap, <laughs> com- your cap compliant. I am like cap compliant. Other, yes, uh, I am cap compliant. But long story longer, you know, March is so $5 million AAV this year. Stevenson, 2.7. What's that? <laughs> March so. Oh, I, five five million what? right now for March so. We'll see. I mean, again, can March so get greater than five million outside of Vegas? I definitely think so. Yeah. If things keep going bad for Vegas, this is another discussion. Tony, we'll start planning our shows. Let's just say January is a bad month. Let's say January is an under five hundred month, and the Golden Knights are third, maybe even fourth in the Pacific. That's when you start seeing stuff about Marcheseau and Stevenson and Carrier. And, you know, the Golden Knights could potentially make moves with those players while still being a Stanley Cup contender next season. So that could be another show topic uh, for another time. I'm just curious. Marcheseau, sometimes this season, and you might have, you probably do have a better gauge of this. At times this season, he doesn't seem like he is the same player, only like from a mental aspect. I, perhaps, could this be weighing on him some, do you think, being without a contract or a contract expiring at the end of the season? Someone should ask him about that, shouldn't they? I think I've got the right person for the job. No, seriously, it just um, feels as though at times he's just lagging a little bit behind i don't know what it is i can't put I my mean, finger on it but there's a business to this and anyone who doesn't acknowledge the business doesn't know what they're talking about does the fact that carl or march is so is unemployed call it you know looking at unemployment this time next season he'll get signed by someone but his contract expires you know march so got a large family you see is you know there, there's the human element guys so many people like to forget about this but Especially someone like March is so not to saying it's anyone it's it's less important for someone who is not a family man, but you know, he's got what four or five, I, I don't know the exact number. He has a lot of kids, and that stuff is important, definitely. He's been Marshall's been in Vegas since 2017, 2018, after spending parts of his career in, you know, multiple teams for short stints. So yeah, that stuff certainly does matter. And at that time, he either might not have had kids or had less kids. So it definitely this stuff certainly does matter to anyone. And could it be affecting his play? I mean, it's a variable. Is it the reason? Well, I mean, he's having a good season, right? What's he on? He's, he's pacing for 60 points again, I think, which is about what his career numbers are. And should the should the Golden Knights qualify for the playoffs? Amazing what, what a couple of weeks has changed. But March or so will be one of the players that does carry this team, regardless of how deep they do go in the playoffs. He's on pace for 30, right? 30 goals again. Uh, I'll tell you in 10 seconds if you want to blab about it. Right, I got it right, no, here. Yeah. Got it right here. No, All right, March be... is so 17 goals. 10, yeah. He's only got 27. 27 points, 38 yeah. games times two. So he's right on pace for 60 points. He's right yeah. on pace for and 60 he's got, points. He's injuries typically pending. an automatic 30-goal score. 
So yeah, and he's right on that number too. I mean, That's he might crazy. be a, a no. He's no. He's he's on he's pace on for 36, 37 goals. Yeah, yeah, he's on that number and perhaps surpassing it. But I definitely think about him and then Stevenson. Uh, if you had you Jekyll know, and Hyde right there. Yeah, but if you for some reason again, uh, perhaps it's weighing on him. I don't know. There's something different about Stevenson this season. He's not he's not finishing the way he was before. Um, he was a guy that I thought, you know, was the MVP of this team about this time last year, a couple of seasons ago. I thought he was one season of the season five. Remember how much how well he carried the team too? Yes, absolutely. Playoffs, but he was huge that year. Yeah. So so what are your thoughts on Stevenson and getting re-signed with VGK? So Stevenson right now, 34 games played, 18.6 goals. Last season, 65 points, 64 points the season before that. So his numbers adjust right now. He's pacing for 43 to yeah, 45 points. But yeah. One streak. I mean, you look at Barbashev, what how he turned his season around. So it, it doesn't take much for Stevenson to get back on that 60-point pace. He might be a few games less because he's played a few less games than some of the other players. But point being, he can still get on that pace. What does this mean for his next contract? That's obviously what the purpose of this segment is right now. And Stevenson, what do we say, 275 is his number right now? It's at an absolute bargain. Yeah, that's I mean, a bargain. Stevenson can, I think, easily double that AAV next season, whether it's in Vegas or not. That's obviously the fair question. And, you know, with the salary cap going up, I mean, this is where the Golden Knights can certainly get creative. You look at players like what, you know, someone like a Denisenko, what they're doing down in the AHL. Brandon Brisson should be in the AHL this time next Jeez. year, hopefully with the Golden Knights. Hopefully with the Golden Knights. We'll, One of these we'll days see what happens. Be a... Yeah, so... You know, point being is these are players that might fill some voids, and that could also leave the Golden Knights should they decide to move on from a March or so and a Chandler Stevenson. Yes, it could happen, folks. It could happen. I know the, what the comments are going to be, but it's something that has potential to happen, whether it's via trade, which I doubt, or just simply free agency. If it happens, all of a sudden the Golden Knights have $7.75 million plus an additional $4 million in cap space. That's $10, $11 million right there. You know, that leaves them, what, $9, 9500000 for a possibly big free agent signing. I don't know. But I guarantee you that McCrimmon is thinking much deeper about this than anyone watching this podcast right now. Oh, oh we, have, uh, we have an editor's note just in. Editor's note. Uh, the... The All-Star Game's not in Florida. That was last year. You know, oh, Toronto. 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 I got a comment, too. I got a comment, too. Yeah, it's in Toronto. So that's our, our disclaimer. We can't be, yeah. Another We're, another segment. What, what what nonsense are they going to do outside that completely kills the buzz this year? Because they like to do that every it's, year. It's not an excuse. It's a circumstance. That's why I screwed up first time this year. Okay. Coming up next. First time you screwed up the, in January 3rd. You've screwed up more than the last three days. <laughs> Coming up next. Can the Pacific Division get five teams into the playoffs? Our discussion comes your way next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Game Time has deals on tickets right now, right up until the start of each and every event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals and tickets for everything 
for the Vegas Golden Knights in football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. With uh, zone deals, you get to pick the section, and game time will pick the seats for you, and it's an average of 18% savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use the redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest priced. Guaranteed. We are back on this edition of Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cordasco and Chris Golick reporting from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Don't forget to follow us on X too at TD Chris G. That's him. I am at Tony Dasco. Haven't been mentioning it that much uh, because it just I I can't handle all the new followers you know that we get from this show. Uh, and don't forget Fridays WTF what the Friday said. Oh, he shook me off the first time. Well, I, I thought you were gonna say something interesting. <laughs> For me, who are you? I don't know. You got my attention. You had you had had a build up. You're usually I don't know where I was going. You usually have when you when you build up, I listen. You and you let me down on that one. (laughs) I did let you down, and the listeners and viewers as well. Well, they're they're used to it from us. Please jump on uh, the WTF train. We've had some really good ones the past few weeks. Uh, Primarily, most of them about goaltending. I would have to say, and pretty low hanging fruit right now. But that is low hanging fruit. Uh, Okay, Logan hanging fruit oh uh, that's not nice that's not that nice wasn't good. that wasn't that's good nice. okay nice. what do you think about uh five teams from the pacific division shut up tony oh, making it into the playoffs and who would those teams be i'll talk now okay i wasn't sure if you're gonna keep going or not um no. i mean i think the first thing we're gonna look at is what teams can we comfortably predict being in the playoffs starting in the central colorado winnipeg dallas i say winnipeg with a little uh right a little strangeness there because they're not a team i expected connor hellebuck is playing on another universe right now will it last for another you know 40 whatever games are left we'll see but i'm pretty comfortable saying colorado winnipeg dallas going to the pacific i'm pretty comfortable saying vegas vancouver la kings so that's six teams right there the bubble teams right now in the central Nashville, Arizona, making some noise. Awesome yes. season they're having right there. Blues have fallen off after being, you know, somewhat around a playoff spot. Minnesota, Chicago, we're not even going to sp- spend too much time on right now. So central fringe teams, Nashville, Arizona, Pacific fringe teams, Edmonton, Seattle. Personally, I don't see a world that exists where Edmonton's not going to be there. They've been in a much better spot since they've changed coaches. Uh, they're still they're still who they are, let's be clear about this, but their goals against are better than what they've been in this run. I saw a stat a while back. If I remembered it, it'd be a lot better, but they're playing much better defensive hockey. If this is we're we're about two months ahead of schedule, but I said if the gold if the Oilers can find out a way to play defense and have good goaltending, no one in the NHL can stop them. And I'll I'll double down on that statement this year. They couldn't play defense or have good goal thing last year, so that's why the Golden Knights beat them, obviously. So Edmonton, I will comfortably slot in. So now basically Seattle, Nashville, or Arizona for that last and eighth playoff spots. 
and Seattle. I mean, you look at what they're doing. They're what seven one or seven and two, seven one 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 five straight. Yeah, one five straight. I mean, seven one and two in the last ten. And again, they were two goals away from going against the Golden Knights in the Western Conference Final. So there is a very logical path for Vancouver, Vegas, L.A., Edmonton, and Seattle to be in the playoffs. And then, I mean, <laughs> you can make a case for any one of those teams to win the Stanley Cup. And then on the, on the, the Central, Colorado, Winnipeg, and Dallas. I mean, the Western Conference all of a sudden became a murderer's row. Yeah, there's a huge logjam there. And uh, Colorado, I don't know. Like, they're not consistent at all. Uh, they've had some really rough spots. Georgiev is uh, the goaltender I told you he would be a couple of seasons ago uh, when he came over from the Rangers. Ottinger really is sold. injured for Dallas still, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yep, Ottinger's out. Yeah, there's uh, some goaltending issues there. Uh, last night we saw Vancouver uh, with a win, and so they go two points up on the VGK I think they have a game or two in hand. One game the Kings, hand. one game in hand. And the Kings with uh, now what? Like three or four games in hand. They can't capitalize. Four, four games in hand. They can't capitalize on uh, the VGK, you know, slumping and everything. Because they came up with a, a loss. They were blanked last night by Toronto. This so is why. I'm oh, sorry. It's crazy. No, it just it's getting to be really tight. And. That's the thing about the Pacific Division. It's like VGK slumping, right? But none of these teams can take advantage of that, and I can't understand why. This is why we call them four-point games. The Golden Knights beat the Los Angeles Kings last week. Golden Knights have 49 points. Kings have 45. If the Kings win that game in regulation, the Kings have 47 points. The Golden Knights have 47 points. That's why they're. That's why these interdivisional games are so important right now and yeah that's a fair point the kings uh let's on the road you know they're they're in a different team right now and the golden knights as poor as things have been going there's still two points two standings points i guess is a better way to say that out of leading the pacific division obviously the points percentage is a little bit lower but still whatever i mean they're definitely in the mix right now so the positive side i mean we've been dumping on them pretty much the whole show which honestly is fair but the positive side is as bad things have been, the Golden Knights banked a lot of points in those first 20 <laughs> yeah. games. Yeah, that was for sure. so necessary. And now that the season is progressing, we're seeing how important it is just to get a single point, just find paths to get a point, Alrighty. which is why I felt the Seattle Kraken Winter Classic Outdoor game, it was a bad game, yes, but there was still a path for the Golden Knights to potentially walk away from that game with the points you got two posts you got an eichel breakaway and logan thompson had a couple of uh you know gave up a couple of gimmies if just one of those little things change we could be talking about a different game and then it's the type of game where the where the the boys in the locker room are saying if we're not playing our best hockey we're finding ways to get points and win and you know that that's okay but i mean listen tony they got practice right now the gold knights got a lot of practice oh, coming man. up so this that's is going to be a be big month it's gonna be a big month it's gonna be a big month no, well, again, uh, six of seven at home for seven of eight at home, I should say, for the VGK. Let me uh, do a, is... a monthly points prediction. I know the month already started, but let's do a, a second segment tomorrow points prediction. Okay, this is how we plan our show, folks. Uh, we didn't do a points prediction like we typically do. Uh, you were a half a goal over. I was a half a goal under, right? 
was that this November? What month? Whatever month that well, was. Well, for points, you mean points? We, we, yeah, we've been right points. around it. I mean, we've been right you know, around it's not, it. It's not hard to handicap it. I mean, just, you know, it's hard to predict it, but not hard to handicap. Right. And then, you know, Vancouver to me, I, that's an interesting team. Are they going to still be in first place? They have, uh, they're going like to be a, in the top top two, top three, I think. Also. You think so? You think they'll stick up there? Seven Thatcher game. Thatcher Demko, Quinn Hughes, Elias Patterson. I mean, we can go on and on and on. They're they're and good coaching. And good they've coaching. built for this for a long time. Um, I felt the Canucks for the last two years were stuck in that middle ground of taking the next step to getting to where they are now or taking a step down so they can just blow it all up and rebuild it. And obviously, it took probably three years longer, four years longer than anyone in Vancouver would have anticipated because they've been stockpiling draft picks and stuff. But it's all, you know, it's starting to come together. Major League, it's starting to come together. It's starting to come together. Just keep in mind, folks, that it does. And to your point, Chris, every point does matter because people forget. It came down to the final game of the season yes. last year. And VGK it's going to come down to the final game of the season this year. And the final game of the season there. Uh, to win uh, not only the top spot in the Pacific, but in the Western Conference. Tony, you're, you're not going to like this. The Golden Knights, three of their last four games, Minnesota Wild, not good. Are at home. Rigged. Uh, the, all, all four of the last games are at home. <laughs> this is great. All four of the last so games rigged. are at home. It's so friggin' rigged. Uh, it goes Minnesota, Colorado. That Why could be a really tough game. Me? I thought your resolution was to be kind. No, that was not my resolution. I oh, would okay. never say such such, such horse manure. Uh, Blackhawks and Anaheim. No. Three of the last no. four games are Minnesota. No. Where are the, hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We're not done yet. No, the show, the, the show continues. On. I, I got to no, get the, no, no. No, the league please. standings. No, okay, please. so the Golden Knights last three games of the oh, year. My gosh. No. Minnesota Wild, 26th ranked team. Chicago Blackhawks, 31st ranked team. Anaheim, 30th ranked team. Oh, lordy. So if the Gold Knights are within eight points of the division, they're they're still going to win it coming down to that last First pen throw week. of the year. Thanks. Thanks for church. First pen throw of the year. Nice. Let's go. We appreciate everyone tuning in, especially our everydayers. Thank you so much. Of course, uh, don't forget Friday's WTF, Saturday's the Chris and Chris show, and much more shenanigans. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll preview VGK against Florida. This should be a fun rematch. and. A lot of physicality, as they say. It's going to be a fun game tomorrow night. It will be a fun game. For I, my may man, in, I, may, I may venture into the Panthers locker room after the game tomorrow. Oh, I love it. Love it. Do it. And make sure that you ask uh, the difficult question of Marcia. So if it's weighing on him with the contract. I won't, that, that's not a game question. That, that's a practice question. I know. It's a practice question. Okay. For my man, Chris Golick, Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Take 